Good deal. It's got everybody online. Welcome, 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 church family. And those are online, we always um, welcome you guys as well. Be sure to hit the share button and pass this on. I don't know about you guys, but I've been waiting all week to get to Sunday. How about you guys? I love it, man. How many people excited to get to come to worship the Lord? I'm going to tell you what. Well, let me tell you, you don't have to wait till Sunday. We can do it every day, and I know that we do. But it's something about getting together with the body of believers, you know? I've heard people many times say, well, you can worship anywhere. You surely can, you know? And I pray that we don't just do this on Sunday. But I tell you what, it's nothing like getting our church family together and growing in the Lord. And I want you to know this. You guys bring special gifts. Everybody here has got great talents and stuff. We're going to be talking about that today. So if you got uh, your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. It's really the parable of the talents. Many of y'all heard that before. We're going to read through that. But I want to kind of start out. Today is going to be a challenging message. Everybody loves those, right? Both of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so, because, you know, with that, it's all about choices. It's in life about choices. It really is. You know, I, I find as time I go by and, and the longer I live, it's not about the big choices as much as it is the small choices. You know, I went to uh, uh, listen to a sermon one time and a guy was preaching on money. And he says, if you take care of your little money, the big money will take care of itself. And that's stuck in my mind, you know. It's the $5, the $10, the, the 15 cent here and all that. Uh, it, it kind of starts adding up. Well, the same thing is, it's the, the small decisions. You know, if you're on a diet, it's like, okay, well, you know, if I do baked chicken instead of fried chicken, it might be better, you know? But a lot of times we just think, you know, man, we'll just do a little bit more or go a little bit further and things like that. And next thing you know, some of those choices can get us in a real tough spot. Amen? Am I talking to anybody? Amen. Absolutely. So I thought today, you know, with those choices, a lot of times come ramifications and sometimes there's blessings. Amen. Are we seeking the Lord? Are we asking the Lord what he wants through our life? Amen. That's the big deal. See, a lot of times we just tell God what we want. We give him the grocery list. God, I need, I want, I got to have, I want an old man, you know. How many of us do we wake up and we say, Lord, you know what? You've blessed me with today. How would you like me to live my life for you today? Woo, wouldn't that be something? We might just be surprised how much we enjoy that. We might be surprised how much God will do through little old us, right? See, we can be a little old us, but we got a big God inside, amen? And so even in those things, don't ever discount the small things that God is whispering to you because it's all working together for the good. So I wanted to think about this. When you think about risky business, what do you think? I was going to do the Tom Hanks thing and slide out here. <laughs> but the staff had a meeting and said, no. So, <laughs> and after trying to slide on that floor, I figured, man, that's good. I'll probably dislocate my knee. Anyway, you know, you think about risky business, a lot of times you think about that movie and, and different things. But do we think about some of the risks that we have? I mean, let's go back. Now, y'all don't have to raise your hand, but just think about some of the risky things you've done. Everybody's getting nervous. I'm not going to call on you. Let's start out easy. Maybe riding your bicycle, taking the hands off. Yeah, a little risky. I had a couple things. I don't know if this has ever happened to y'all, and I'm not putting nobody's name to it. But maybe the risky thing like starting your first forest fire. Convincing your buddy that you can shoot a match out of his fingertips at 20 paces with a BB gun. That left a mark. <laughs> he did forgive me then. Oh, what about this? Oh, I'm just getting warmed up. Or lighting firecrackers in a moving vehicle and forgetting that the window is op- not open but shut. <laughs> I've heard somebody done that before. Let's see. Everybody's, why are y'all heading for the door? No, it's <laughs> What else have we got? Or... Let's see, what else do we have in here? What can I share with you guys? Oh, there's a couple of things here. Or 
Like when you forget to do your project in, in your last year of school and you and your buddy were hanging out all weekend, but your buddy is in the same class and he's a fast thinker. So he goes and grabs a twig and shoves it in the door and breaks it off so the teacher can't get back in the class. And we had class in the hallway, so that gave us another day. You would think that you would go ahead, and my wife goes, that's, that's why I don't want you to tell the kids everything you do. This was before Christ, okay? <laughs> you would think if we got spotted a whole day that we said, man, we got to fix this up. You know what we did, right? <laughs> we tried to break the stuff off the next day. But the janitor was already waiting for. In and out, in and out, in and out. All right, Junior, help out here. One, two, 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 two. Oh, that's not good. How about we do this? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's not fun. Just holler. Well, they won't go online now, so that's. Yes, indeed. Is it you or is it me? One, two, 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 two. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. I'll just, just talk like that. I think it's good. Thomas, can you look up the other one while we're doing this song? Appreciate it. All right. Y'all still getting the message, so don't go nowhere. <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy. You know, it is kind of risky business in this aspect because we check. If we get out here, we get up at 7 and start working on it. Can we get the other, the whole other thing? I can't talk. I can't use my hands, huh? How can't even have Yeah. It's good. It's good. I really wanted the other earpiece, but that's okay. It's all good. Moving right along. So, where were we? Risky business. You know, you start things out and you think, well, let's, you know, I was telling, I was telling Ms. Cheryl, I said, have you ever had that great idea? It just, it's just really a great idea. Then you do and you go, that was not a great idea. That's not a great idea at all. And so a lot of times our life are just like that. We get going and we go, man, what in the world is that? I got one more I'll share with you because I've already preached on it before. Like a risky business or not a good idea, like swimming through the East Hampton River. 1983, December the 23rd, with a brand new leather jacket. And they asked why I don't drink. I don't drink. No more. Amen. <laughs> so there's things that over your lifetime you go, that was not good. That was crazy. And you know, but sometimes you just taking that risk, all right? All risks are not bad. And I want to kind of parallel risk with also faith. They're not the same thing. Because I don't think it's a risk when we ask God, when, when we trust God with our salvation. That's a promise, amen? But see, a lot of times we don't realize how risky we live in our life sometimes. I think this is good, guys. I think it's good. But I appreciate that. So as we go along, I wanted to share a couple little stories. And now I know, how many people want to share one of their stories? I didn't think I'd have any takers on that, right? But what I want to do is if you got your Bible, you got to do a little reading today. It's in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. I'm going to run through that. And uh, let's see what God's got for us. Because you're going to see how this all pulls together, okay? So I'm going to read it to you. It's starting in verse 14. It says, again, it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one, he gave five talents of money. To another, two talents. And to another, one talent. Everybody with me? Say amen. amen. Each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his money, his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Then the man who received the five talents brought the other five talents to his master and said, You entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. 
His master replied, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I want you to hear that. I will put you in charge of many things. Let me just stop right there. A lot of times we want more in our life and we're not even faithful with what we got. Okay, let's keep on rolling. He says, uh, it comes on down here. He says, the man with the two talents also came to the master. He said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained twice as much. His master replied, you well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Here we go. Then the man who received the one talent, master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that a harvest where I have not sown and gathered, where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So that when I return, I would receive it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has, has will be given more, and he who has will have abundance. Whoever does not have what has will be taken from him. And then he goes on to say, look at this. He says, and throw the worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. How does that apply to what we're dealing with? You know, when we look at the story, as a believer in Christ, have you been entrusted with much? Yes. <laughs> Do you believe that God wants to use your life? Yes. How are you using those talents? In this case, it was gold. But there's talents, regular physical talents, spiritual talents, and things like that that God has blessed us with. How are we using those gifts to further the kingdom? That's what we want to talk about today. So if everybody's ready, say Amen. And I want to go just roll right through this because we got some good stuff to share today. Let's do it. So the first thing I thought about when I was walking through here is we like to play it safe sometimes. How many people are not risk takers? Oh, excuse me. I'm married to a non-risk taker in a lot of things. I'm more of the risk taker. So together it's good. So it's, it's good because we need that balance, guys. We need that balance. I'm going, yeah, that's a great deal. She's like, no. <laughs> right? Y'all ever have that at Charles' house, those, those uh, godly discussions? <laughs> the husband's going like this and the wife's going like this. Yes, no, yes, no. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one. But you know what? We have a good time. Take a look at this. Don't bury your talent. Now think about this. Uh, you know, now, right now, with what's going on in the world, it's not the time to, to play it safe. And I'm talking about spiritually speaking, okay, guys? Having a little fun with this and pulling it together. Now's the time to dig deep in your heart and act on the word that God's cultivating in your heart. To move on that which God has placed in your heart. To be that blessing, to, to be what you're supposed to be. You know, I said, it's time to get out of the mud and get into the flood of the outpouring of the gifting of Christ. Amen? You can't keep waiting. All right? So everybody's ready. This is the pep talk. Let's get with it. Because, you know what, we get all charged. I did a, a message the other day, uh, I think it was Wednesday. And I heard a story years ago, and it's much like church, if you think about it, in, in many uh, applications. There was a farmer and said every Sunday he would get up and sharpen all his tools, clean up all his stuff, and put it back in his barn, and he never used them. The man, they just all sharp, everything, their latest and greatest shovels and the latest and greatest this. And he never would take them out in the field to produce a harvest. 
See, a lot of times we come to church and we get all sharpened up and all geared up. And then we go back about our business, just like that farmer, leaving those things to the side. Man, I pray today as we sharpen our spiritual gifts that we take them and we get out there and do some pruning. We get out there and do some digging. We get out there doing some seeding. Get out there doing some watering. Whatever it is that God has called you to do. Man, let's get busy about God's business. Now let me say this. That doesn't make you saved. Hey, man, I thought I had a drive-by. Hey, I'm from Buckrow, baby. I was getting ready to hit the ground. Something just popped in here for y'all today. I was like, what happened there? You know? <laughs> this has got to be a great message because there's stuff like falling apart and some things popping. This is good stuff, man. Oh, my goodness. But you think about that. I have no idea what I'm saying. But anyway, don't bury your talents. Don't bury your talents because right now is the time that we need to be about God's business. And so often, I think we hear the word. But maybe we're not listening to the word. We talked about that. Are we listening to the word and allow it to transform us so that we put our feet and faith together and move on? You know, when Tommy said, you know, it's an opportunity to go to do the serve the city again. I said, good. I hope we got a whole lot of folks signing up for that because the message is about that today. But you are saved by grace through faith, not that of yourself. It's a gift of God. We serve not because we have to. We serve because we get to. Amen. Are people excited about serving as our heart? Like, hey, I want to do these things. I want to be a part of what God's doing. So many times we just said, if you're just serving as a chore, if you're doing a job and it's a chore, seek the Lord about it and see what it is that God wants you to do and how he wants you to do it. Because he said his yoke is easy, amen? And that doesn't mean we don't get sweaty. That don't mean we get... Don't get some inconvenience at times, but it does mean that you know what, that God is the, being the pace setter in the situations. Amen. How many people have, have allowed God to set the pace in their life? And then there's been times in their life that they set the pace. Which one's better? The God pace, right? And you, what you'll find out is even if it doesn't look like you're making much headway in the God pace, he can supernaturally move things into place, can he? It's amazing, man. You know, on your job, you might be sitting there and say, man, I tell you what, I'm trying to do the right thing, everything else, and you're just getting passed over and passed over and passed over. Maybe it's a test to see how you're going to act. Maybe that we're not being good stewards with what he's given us. I don't know. Or maybe God's just perfecting things in you so when he does elevate you, that you will be a mirror of Christ for so many more to see. Amen. That's what I pray that, that it is with us. Well, take a look at this. I said, your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is you'll give back to God. Have you ever thought about that? What are we using our gifts for? I can tell you, standing right here, I would have never thought that I would be a preacher. And everybody who grew up with me said, amen. You know, sometimes uh, the, the, the ladies that help out with my mom, they'll come over there and they'll say, buddy's preaching, buddy's preaching. You want to watch that? And my mom will go, I never thought I'd see that day. Isn't that crazy? Thanks, mom. Appreciate that. But you know what? <laughs> I'm glad I had a praying mama. But you know, what is it? And, and that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be a, a, a preacher or a worship leader, things like that. But God does have something just as unique and, and, and powerful in your life. I've mentioned this many times. Many people that, that have really spoken to my life are, are the, the everyday folks that just loving me where I'm at. Giving me some sound counsel, biblical advice. Maybe just listening. And just say, hey, you know what? You can do it, man. You can. Let's keep on going. Did you consider the cost? Have you looked at these things? I pray that that's what we do, that we give one another godly wisdom. But we won't do that if we don't have our Bibles open. We won't do that if we're squelching out Holy Spirit, right? So we need to be in tune 
do what God's doing. And we want to give back to the kingdom. And so think about back to the parable. What servant would you be if you had to give account today? Ooh, got quiet up in here, didn't it? If you were, today was a day that was accountability, would you run out there and say, hey, look, all the gifts that you've given me, I've reached people for Christ. Hey, uh, this is what's going on right here. This is what's going on. I, I've been able to do this. And I've been able to help out of here and I've been able to do this. Again, we're not getting mixed up about works for salvation. Salvation is taken care of on the cross. Everybody good with that? But we want to be obedient to the word of God and we want to continue on. And, you know, think about it. If God was just going to get you saved and to bring you home, that would be it. But he saved us and now uses us to what? Get the word out. We have been trusted with the best message ever. Do you know any better, better, better message than Jesus Christ? I don't. It trumps everything. You know, uh, Denise comes from a long line of shoppers, man. And thank the Lord, they are bargain babies. I'm going to tell you. And I love that. But there ain't no better deal than Jesus. Amen. <laughs> It costs him everything. It costs you nothing. Just engage your faith with that. Amen. I don't know what's going on back there. Y'all making me nervous. I'm going to tell you that right now. Probably the Russians probably did something. Amen. You probably have to take that out, right? (laughs) So this is what I want to see today. How are you giving back your talents? Amen. Next one. Talents are given... Talents are God's given gift to advance the kingdom. That's what I'm talking about today. God's given gift to advance the kingdom. A lot of times I think we get it all out of whack and we think that it's to make us popular or rich or famous, but it's to be effective for the kingdom. So think about those things. Are you being effective for the kingdom? You say, well, what do you mean? Are you open for God to use you in any way, shape or form? Are you open to share Jesus wherever? Got a God story for you. When yesterday got some new glasses, pray to the Lord. You guys look wonderful. So usually the way we do everything in our house, we make 47 trips to do one thing. So that's what we did. I rode a motorcycle, Denise drove the car, and then we came back and did a bunch of other stuff. But anyway, it was a good excuse to ride a motorcycle. So I pull up, and I get this great spot, man. I go, praise the Lord. I got this great spot. And I'm a nice guy, right? And I come up there, and I pull, and, and these two ladies jump out of the car, and I go, man, you guys smell good. And then they say, oh, baby, it ain't nothing. I got chicken in the car. It ain't me. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, no, no, y'all smell good. I just how's your day going? We're talking a little bit. And she said, you're just so nice. I said, well, thank you. She said, I just left a guy. He wasn't that nice. I said, you know what? I was riding behind a guy, and his plate read this, I swear. I ain't kidding now. He said, you ugly. <laughs> I said, I'm going to get past that guy. I'm like, you see that guy? I said, hey. It said, you ugly. I was like, you can't even see my face. I got a shield here. So anyway, I enjoy talking to folks. And they'll go on in and I wait for Denise and we do everything else. When I come back out, I'm back in the car. I said, y'all, did y'all get everything you need? Yeah. She said, you know what? She said, I know the Lord has sent you, honey. I said, really? And she said, because I was just over there getting gas and I felt the devil jump on my back. I said, I'm just going to get glasses. God's working all the time. I said, tell me about it, right? And she says, I seen you got that blessed stuff on your on your on your motorcycle. Because I got from Christian motorcycle stuff, so they pray over your motorcycle. You see me drive, you know why they do that? And she said, I think you know the Lord, don't you? I said, Yeah, I know the Lord. I know him just a little bit. How about you? 
She said, oh yeah, she invited me to a church and the other lady was inviting me to the church, everything else and all. But she said, I was going to get gas and this man had this big truck. You know one of those big trucks that says guns saves lives on there? I said, some redneck guy in there. She said, well, yeah. <laughs> and she said, I only got a small car. I just need a little bit of gas. And he cut me off. She said, honey, I was going to block him in. But the devil said, don't you do that. I mean, the Lord said, don't you do that. I said, that's good. I said, well, now you don't send another redneck just tell you how good, good you smell and how nice it is to see you today. She said, I know that's right. <laughs> I said, this is good. We're having church out there in Costco parking lot, man. We're out there. I said, well, you know, and she said, she said you know what? I said, what? Another? She said, mm-hmm, you talk like a preacher. I said, I am. She said, I knew you was. I said, all right. I said, this is good. We're hanging out. And I said, well, I'll tell you, what, why don't we just pray for that guy in that truck? She said, go ahead. So I, I remember, I'm, I'm, I'm right here, and all of a sudden I feel her hand grab my hand, and next thing, man, there you go, holy ghost in the <laughs> hey, hey, man, I'm gonna tell you what I'm preaching, man. I got my helmet on, I'm still going like this, and people are driving by, I'm like, oh Lord, what's going on? So I'm gonna tell you what, that was awesome, man. So, you know, God is working all the time. I was trying to make them, I just wanted to encourage somebody, but I left encouraged. And then she got me, she said, do you got a card? I said, I think so. She said, Pastor, you need a card. I said, here's my car. She said, we're going to check you out. I said, y'all come sometime. I'd be good. She said, you, you, just, you just made my day. I said, well, I appreciate it. You made my day. I said, I said I'm glad y'all praying, sir, because it's a lot of traffic going back. So pray for a safe journey. She said, oh, God's got it. It's going to be all right. God's got you covered. And, and the reason I share those things is because church is just not inside the walls. It's outside the walls. I could have went on like this, got to, uh, you know, walked on in. Not talk to people, but that's, I'm not going to do that, right? I'm talking to everybody. Yeah. My kids don't even want to go with me to the grocery store. They go, the date on the milk is expiring. We need to go. He's still dead, still talking. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, I love people. I love getting out there and, and, and seeing different things, you know. But you, when you meet people, you, you, you find a lot of cool stuff that God's already doing. And that's what I want to say today. Maybe your talent is just being a mirror of Christ. Maybe your talent is just encouraging somebody along the way. And that's what my prayer is today. Well, let's see what else the Lord's got for us. I'm going to pick up a little steam here. Develop your gifts and talents to glorify God. What is it that God's put in your heart and God's shown you that you can develop even more that God can use? It's got to be something. I know there's something. They see it in you guys all the time. Bible study, when people start sharing different things, I go, man... I didn't know that. I didn't know God was doing that in your life. I didn't know these things. And man, to me, it's exciting. How many people get excited when they hear about God moving? And it doesn't just have to be in our life. It can be in the lives of our brothers and sisters. I think that's great. When I see Marie come in here, the woman had a broke neck two months ago, right? She come rolling in here. And she can hug you just like it. Mm, strong. I love it. I said, man, I love seeing you when you come in here. How you feeling today, sweetie? Doing good? Yeah, you, Marie. You doing good? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> we are still having technical difficulties. Woo! Oh, with y'all are coming first. I love you in the Lord. That's good. I was ready for a big amen. She goes, me? <laughs> there we go. Here we go. And we're on the first slide. <laughs> oh, man, people are going to go, what are they doing out there? Oh, my goodness. So we're going to develop our gifts and talents to glorify God. And, and, you know, that's what I love about so many folks who come through here, that you guys are so great about that, sharing and encouraging. And, and you know, and, that, and that's good. Um, 
But you know, as we go, we need to, to, to hone those spiritual gifts and hone our spiritual muscle and remember what God has done for us. And remember, God likes variety. That's pretty cool, isn't it? God has made just each of us his masterpiece. I probably preach that every week. But whatever it is, the platform that God has given you, use it to further the kingdom. Use it to further the kingdom, man. You know, and sometimes you might not think that it would be the platform that you want. For those of y'all don't know, but many of y'all do know, that like two weeks ago we left here and I preached on forgiveness and not worrying. Somebody ran into my truck and left. And I was there going, guess I get to live out the message today. And I know everybody said, let's see if he's going to blow a fuse. Let's see if he's going to blow a fuse. I'm thinking, it's just metal and paint, you know? And I like to say I always respond like that. But praise God, I did that day. All right? And we're going to take it a step at a time. Remember, I said we got to do it a little at a time. But you know what? When you think about it, up against the backdrop of the big picture, what really matters? You know what? I tell you what matters is being a mirror of Christ to others. Amen? Let's take a look at this. i got some of, of God's word here. And I said God empowers his people to do great things for the kingdom. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 12, 5 and 6. I want to give you a verse to go with what we had in. And there are varieties of service. But the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. See, it always ties back to God getting the glory. God's getting the glory. When I talked to those ladies yesterday, it wasn't about them, it wasn't about me, it wasn't about the motorcycle, it wasn't about the weather. It was about Jesus. Isn't that something? I love that. I love that. When we start looking and we get out of the way, there's amazing things that God can do if we get out of the way, isn't it? And we would just jump in with him. Well, how about this? How about spreading your wings? We tell our kids that, man, you can do it. Just spread your wings. Let's get with it. So, you know, I think about this. And I heard it. I went to a revival. Me, Tanya, Tim. I think Thomas might have went. And there was a guy talking about an eagle. And I always liked that. And he was talking about how eagles, you know, they bring up their, their young. And I guess I'm not a bird person, but uh, I guess most of them like that. There's a time they got to get out of the nest. Amen. Got to get out of the nest. And sometimes we got that mama eagle will nudge him a little bit. She nurtures him, she strengthens him, and she nudges him. Amen. That's a lot like us. As we grow in our, our, our just the spirit of the Lord and grow in the things of the Lord, we need to take that risk. We need to step out and say, you know, I'm going to trust God with this today. I don't know what it is in your life that, that, that you're on the fence about, but I pray today that God will give you the encouragement through His Word to step out. Amen? That's what it's all about. Let's take a look at this. I said, find your passion and you'll fulfill your purpose. I hear a lot of people say, I don't know what God wants me to do. Are we seeking the Lord about that? Have we met with other people that are give us godly counsel? And maybe they can help with that. But I'm telling you, if we spend time with the Lord, He's not hiding things from you. Amen? He's not hiding things from us and go, well, I don't know what it is that God wants me to do. But you know what? It may be something simple. It may be inviting somebody to church. How about that? It may be starting a Bible study at work. It may be coming to Bible study. I don't know what it is. It may be just, you know, allowing God to move in your heart. It just might be one of those things and his greatness to start showing through you. So many times I think we just want to take off and we think, well, this is what I love to do. This is what I love to do and, uh, and just run with it and not really seek the Lord about the whole thing. So many times I think we go and we take off and we don't get clear directions. And we talked about this before. How many times have we not got the, all the picture before we jump? 
Yes. We're leaving out some of the information, right, that we're dealing with. And it just makes it very difficult. But you know what? We can get all the information we need when we seek the Lord. Amen. So look at this. I said, are you seeking the Lord for what he has for you? Are you committed? That's the big thing. Are you committed to the cause? What is your passion? What is it that you're passionate about? Can you think of this close out for about 10 seconds? What is something that you're really passionate about? You know, I like music. I like doing different things. How about you guys? Is it maybe art? Maybe it's this. Maybe it's reading. Maybe spending time with your grandchildren. I don't know what it is. But think about that and ask God, God, can, can you use me in this area that you planted in my heart? And how can I use this area of my life to turn around and be a blessing to the kingdom of God? Get out of that nest, man. Let's jump on out there and see what's going on. And I said, it's time you get a little risky. And I don't mean crazy, right? You know, I think a lot of times people say, well, you know, oh, just say, don't worry. I don't care about anything. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this. Let's go back to the parable. I think it's risky business when we don't seek the Lord. I think it's risky business when we're not obedient to what Christ has called us to do. I think it's risky business when we turn around and we know that God has called us to do something and we sit on the sidelines. So that's really where I'm getting to the meat of the message. There's some risky business when we don't follow what God has for us. It's risky business when we decide to keep our Bible shut. It's risky business when we don't study the word of God. It can go on and on and on. But the good news is you can start fresh today. It's not to beat you up. It's to lift you up. It's to encourage you. All right. So let's get ready to do what we got to do. And here's my question. Are you satisfied with your growth? Good question. You know, you know what my, my answer is? I pray that I never am. And I tell you why. I have no idea what that is. But that's all right. I pray that we, we never are that way we can continue growing. And that's what I mean by that. I'm not saying no, I'm, not, I'm not beating myself down or anything like that. But I want us to continue on so that we can grow in the Lord. I think about what Angela says many times. She went to, to the yard sale and the guy had the Bible said, I read it. I don't need it anymore. We need to pray for that guy. You know what I mean? Because what's really bad is we think we know it all. You're in some bad water then. That is some risky business. How many people learned a lot between 18 and 25? How many people's parents got real smart between 18 and 30? I don't know. I'm still waiting. He's going to be 26. I got a few more years. I got to rough through. Poor old dad. Poor old dad. I don't know how he even makes it in, you know. But it's amazing. But, but all those things, when we go through stuff, maybe we can turn around and, and speak into somebody else's life, the word of life, the word of truth, so that maybe they don't have to go through some of those things. But here's the truth of the matter. They still have a choice. Amen. You can, I, this is going to help somebody today. You can't live their life for them. Amen. As much as it hurts you, as much as it upsets you, the muscle, as much as it disappoints you, just keep loving them. As much as all those things come up, remember, that's us at one time. I think the greatest teacher that, that, that God has given us in my life is children. When I see stuff and you only want the best for your kids. You want, them to, you, you want them to prosper. You want them to understand. You don't want them to get the bumps and bruises and stuff. It doesn't sound like what God wants for us. 
He wants the best for us. Amen. But there's times that God says, hey, you're only going to learn this by jumping out of the nest. You're only going to learn this by experiencing this yourself. There's so many things in life that we just have to do ourselves. I went to a funeral one time and I heard a guy and this just popped in my mind. Stuck with this probably been 20 years ago. And he, and he talked about a parable about a cocoon, you know, and a butterfly. And he talked that about that. He said there was a man that found this cocoon and a butterfly was halfway out. And, and he thought he was helping and he, and he pulled that butterfly out. The butterfly was beautiful. But he started to notice that the butterfly couldn't fly. He started to know that the butterfly didn't have time to develop fully. See, sometimes we try to jump in and deflect everything and do the super mom, super dad thing. And we pull them out of the cocoon too early. And there's things that God was showing them and working in them and developing in them that they never get to develop if we jump in. That's hard. Isn't it, moms and dads? It's hard. It's really hard. But I'm just saying, when, when I heard that all those years ago, and, and, and what he, he made that analogy to was this, was that even though they had a loss and he wished that he could reach in there and, and, and pull them through the other side, amen, he wishes that that would be something that he could help with. There's certain things that only the Lord can heal, amen. Let's keep on rolling. So in these things, what is it that what's holding us back? Y'all gonna force me to this thing? I'll try. One, two, two, two. I know you can hear me now. In our life, can I get some more leash here, son? I'm gonna wrap around my neck here before it's over with. Woohoo! You think about it. What's holding us back? Is there something in our life that's holding us back? Sometimes we say, you know what I think. A lot of times people say is it's holding us back. It's resources. Oh, man, if I just had a little more, if I just had this, if I just had this one thing, if I had a little more money, if I had a little bit more hair, I had a little bit more weight, I had a little more weight, whatever it is. If we just had that whatever it is. But you know what I find in studying people's lives and through the Bible and also people and just in business and everything else? It's not so much the resources. It's the resourcefulness. See, when you don't have anything and everything else is stripped away, you get real creative. My dad grew up really, really poor. I was telling Michael today, you know, he was a coal miner. They didn't have much. And I would look at some of the stuff that my dad would work on in the garage, and I'd go, what are you working on? See, he didn't always have the money to go get it. So he got creative. Amen? And that's some of the times when God does some of the major things in our life. If we put the cell phone down for a minute, if we put the iPod down for a minute, and see what's going on, and we start saying, what is it that God's whispering in my, my life? Maybe there's something that God's showing you right here, right now, that we can make a difference. So you know what? I think it's great that God gives us all these things, but never discount what God is showing you in your life. That, that thing that God has birthed in your head and your heart, ask him to finish it and, and show us, hey, Lord, don't let my resources hold me back or lack thereof. And sometimes, you know what? That could be working against you. A lot of times we have so much, we think, oh, it don't make a difference. We have so much, it's like, oh, I'm not going to go over and pick up that dime, you know? I'm not going to go over and do that. Oh, it's not worth my time. I think we need to consider the cost, but I also think we need to listen to what God says. Because those very things, those very times that we just think it's not important, might be the very thing that God says, you know what? I was going to use you there if you would just be available. 
I thought about this. I've shared this many times. I remember one time, one of the first mission trips we were going on. I remember driving home from work. And I was, I was telling God, I was whining to God. I wanted to go, but the resources were on my mind. The resources of not having that much time to take off work was on my mind. The resources, I didn't want to put a strain on the ministry, was on my mind. The resources, uh, or the lack thereof, but who's going to watch mom and dad when I'm gone? They're getting older. I, and, and, and what I was really doing is building a whole bunch of excuses, right? And I got in front of the Langley Federal Credit Union on With Creek Road, and I heard this just as clear as what I'm going to share with you right now. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, I just wanted to use you. And I cried like a baby. I felt so selfish. I felt so silly. Because then as soon as I heard that, you don't think I could take care of your mom and dad when you're gone? You don't think I could provide for your family when you're gone? You don't think if I've called you to this, that that you know that, that it can't it can't happen? Absolutely it can happen. And I'm so glad that I went. And I went thinking that I was gonna be a blessing to them. But guess what I found out? They were a blessing to me. Have you ever seen that? When you do what God has called you to do, it's amazing how it works out. You want to go and be a blessing. I think that's great. But what actually happens is when we're in the will of God, we're the one being blessed. It's the craziest thing. And I love it. Don't let those things that have been holding you back continue to pull you down. Look up to the Lord and ask him, what's next? I said, it's a risky business not spreading your wings. And we just kind of touched on that. What is it in what area do we need to grow in personally? Is it that we need to go deeper in the Lord? Do we need to forgive some people? Do we need to forgive the person in the, in the mirror? Do we need to turn around and say, hey, what is it, Lord? What, what is it that you want me to do? Are we taking our times, talents, and investments and everything else and using them for the kingdom of God? Or are we just sitting on the sidelines getting comfortable? Comfortable Christianity, not much of Christianity, is it? We need to be about God's word and God's business. Now, you know, people say this all the time. They say, man, we don't know when God's coming back. I remember when Jesse was little, he said, Dad, I know no man knows. You told me that. But when do you think he when, when do you think, Dad? And God gave me this answer. I've been holding on to it ever since. I don't know, son, but it's 24 hours closer than it was yesterday. See, that's a God kind of answer. In other words, son, I don't know, but we just got to be ready. I don't know, son, but we're going to give account on that day. I don't know, son. I want to make sure as many people as we know, as we can reach for the, for the kingdom of God that knows about Jesus. I want, I want them to know that. You know? And, and how about you? Do you have a burden for the loss on your heart? I remember one time when I first started going to church. And I did, I did not grow up in church. Many of y'all know that. I went once when I was five, once when I was 30. But I heard the message of Jesus Christ. And it started to transform my life. How about you? When I found out about a loving God that would come and save me. Because you got to make it personal. Things started changing in my life. I go... I, 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 I need to I need to know more about this I want to be a part of this and God continued to grow and gradually grows a little more and grows a little more and things like that and guess what we're still growing there's so many things that go on behind the scenes before you even get to, to turn the lights on in this place and I'm thankful for the team that God puts together I'm thankful for the church members that, that get to come out to people online and all those things but you know what there's times that we just got to Trust God and spread our wings. How many know it's a little scary? You ever thought about whatever that thing is? You know, I don't know. I, I played baseball. You know, you get your first game and you're all excited. You practice and you practice and you practice. Now you're up to bat. This is the real deal now. 
boom, strike. Oh, man. Ball, ball, ball. Strike two. That's what they call a full count. That means the next pitch, either you're walking, you're running, or you're going home. The pressure cooker. You're trying to do everything that your coach taught you. My knees across, my head's down like that. And you're thinking about this. And the crowd's getting louder. And they're rooting on and everything else. That's kind of where we live in Christianity. What happens if we were living right there every day? If we were just living right there? Would you swing for the fence? Or would you just, let, just close your eyes and say, well, I'll take whatever comes. I'll take a ball and I'll get on base. Well, I'll take a strike, you know. That's just the way it was meant to be. I pray that in our life, we go down swinging. We swing for the fence, amen. Take the risk and keep on rolling. I'm going to pick up a little speed here. Everybody doing good so far? All right, let's do it. Let's take a look at this. Got to swing my hands here. So I got a little scripture I wanted to share with you here. 2 Peter 3.18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? We need to continue to grow. We need to spread our wings. We need to continue to be plugged in to the word. Well, let's take a look at this. It's all about making choices, isn't it? Making choices. Look through the Bible. This is what you'll find. Many of the folks, over time and time and time, they continue to take risk. I don't know, it probably wasn't real. I don't know. I think it was probably a little scary for Moses when he was going to walk all the way back there and say, let my people go. Think about that. What about Noah building a boat? They didn't even know, you know, it's going to rain. They said, what's that? It hadn't even rained before. You could go through there over and over and over, but aren't you glad those folks in the Bible took a chance? Aren't you glad that somebody along the way took a chance with you to know about Jesus? Amen. How many people are here because somebody invited them? That's usually how we get somebody invited or, you know, said, hey, I want want to see what's going on here. We need to be an inviting church. And I don't mean at Nine Cedar Road. I mean the church body. I mean across the board, inviting But not only to bring them in, but to take what God's put in us and take it out. My friend used to say, well, the service starts when you hit the door. He wasn't talking about when you come in. He says, the service starts when you hit the door. When you take the tools that we sharpen today and you go and utilize them at your workplace, in your family, at home. You know, all those different places. So that's what we do when we look through the Bible. It's all about making a choice. And are you determined to make an impact? Now, I used this word last night. I was going back through this here. Notice I didn't say, I didn't ask, do you want to make an impact? I said, are you determined to make an impact? You see the difference? A lot of people want to be a millionaire. A lot of people want to lose weight. A lot of people want a new job. A lot of people want to do a lot of different things. But are you determined to press in and be obedient to get it? You know what I mean? Are we determined to allow God to use us in any manner he sees fit? Well, a little bit. Well, some days. Think about that. Are we determined to impact lives for Christ? What's it worth? It's worth everything. Is there any higher price that somebody could pay than to give somebody salvation? Now, we're not giving it. We're just sharing it. Is there any other gift better? Because salvation, not only is it that we live with the Lord for the rest of our days... But there's so much more. 
We have the opportunity. It starts now that we can live with the love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. All those things that God has for us. We don't have to worry. We don't have to do all those things like that. We can trust in what God has done for us. But it's a choice, amen? So I said, in other words, are you unwavering, untiring, resolute, firm, and single-minded about it? Now, I tell you what, I come from a long line of hard heads in my family, amen? There you go, everybody, everybody works with it, yeah. Man, when we get something on our mind, it's all over. It's it. And it has been passed down, passed down, passed down, passed down. And yes, you got to amen? And we bring something else, this is Why can't we just get along? Right? How about that? Does anybody have that? 
And so, you know, that's what I try. I try to promote that, encourage that. Man, bring some Jesus in. Talk about these different things. Let's see what's going on. Pray for one another. How many people are ready for the workplace this week? Alright. And then you wonder why Monday's so crazy. <laughs> hey, you know what? Prayer is an amazing tool that God gives us. Let's keep on going. I said, life is filled with risk, but faith in Christ makes us overcome. You know, so many times we look, and, we, and the reason I started out talking about all these crazy stories, these risk things and stuff like that, early on, if somebody says, well, I can jump 10 foot, I go, well, I got to do 12. How many people are toddlers? That's me. Yeah, all the guys are, yeah. Well, guys, the good about can do 10, I can do 15. You know, you just do that. What happens if it's like that in the Lord? We just say, well, you know what? I'm going to do this. Not to talk to somebody, but to know somebody. To know the Lord deeper. To know Him. Because you know what? There's a time coming in our life that things have just got so out of whack. Looking back over your lifetime, no matter how old you are, and I'm not being doing it, do you think we've got closer to God or further away from God? As a country, right? Think about that. I want to share a little something with you in just a minute. But I want you to look at this. It's about the choices. I love the scripture in Joshua 24, 15. It says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's the choice. Let me attempt to bring this up real quick. Somebody shared this with me the other day, and I hope you just take a minute. This was recorded by a guy. Anybody ever heard of Paul Harvey? He used to be the news guy. Most everybody heard and I did some research. This was recorded in 1965, which happens to be the year that I was born. I'm 52. So over 50 years ago. And I want you to listen to this. And it says, if I were the devil, this is what I would do. So I'm going to ask Tim to crank that up. I'm going to pull the lights down. You guys take a listen to this and see if you see anything that parallels what you're doing today. Schools to refine young intellects, but neglected as emotions, just let those run wild. 
until before you knew it. You'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I could kill the incentive of the ambitious. And what will you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Hartley. Good day. Amen. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Think about that. I need a back over. Think about that. That's today, isn't it? So, all my research says that was from 1965. Wow. That's a good note to end on, isn't it? How much more do we need to take risks to do the right thing? How much more do we need to be about God's business? How much more do we need to be speaking and preaching the word of God? Look, we all mess it. We all miss the mark. But God is full of grace and mercy. And as we turn back to Him, He will continue to restore us that we can be used for Him and the kingdom. So don't think you're too far gone. Go to Him now and say, God, use me today. Use me today. Lord, help me in these shortcomings, but Lord, you know what? I know what your word says, and I want to be used today to make a difference. The youth now, and I'm sure they said it every, every time, every moment along, every age group, and every situation there. But man, they've got a lot, they've got a lot of their point. And they get it instantly. Right in, their, right in their face. Instantly. Moms and dads, grandmas, aunts and uncles, everybody in between, brothers and sisters, you've got to compete for your kids now. You've got to compete Because I'm going to tell you what. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't come to bruise your children or us. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But there's more to that verse. But Jesus said, I have come to give life. Father God, I thank you today with technical difficulties, with ups and downs and ins and outs. Your word still goes out. And it will not return void. And we thank you, Father. So we praise you that you will take this message in the midst of everything else and ground it in our hearts and grow it in our hearts. And yes, Lord, sometimes it's risky business taking chances. But you know what? We need to step out in faith. I believe that's different. Because when we step out in faith, we know the one who we trust. We know the one who is there for us. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to listen really clear. God loves you. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means everybody needs Jesus. Amen? 
The Bible says there's one way to heaven. You shall have the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I want you to hear that today. That you know what? That when you put your faith in the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to come into my life when you pray that from my heart. <laughs> Forgive me of my sin. Lord, I'm turning from my sin. I'm turning to you today, Lord. I believe you're the Son of God. Come into my life and forgive me. The Bible says, all who call upon me, Lord, will be saved. Whosoever calls upon the Lord will be saved. You know, I'm sitting here and I see the faces week after week. And I know many of you have prayed that prayer. And I'm so thankful that we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I know there's folks that listen. They say, well, why do you say that every week? I will say that every week until the Lord takes me home. Because the gospel message doesn't change. I want to get the good news to you. Gospel means good news. There is no better news than Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin and rose on the third day. See, the rising on the third day, that's awesome, amen? So I want you guys to hear that today. But you got to claim it by faith. So friends, I've been listening online. If you're here today and you're just not sure, you can be sure that when you call on the name of Jesus, that you will secure him. And everybody said Amen. Anybody get excited today about what God's doing? Raise your hand. Tap the feet. Hug somebody. There you go.